So we just heard a pretty awesome message just then, and if it didn't click with you, it's the best message you can ever hear, ever. Um, it's a message where we've got the chance at eternal life, not because we deserve it, but because Jesus took the punishment we deserve in our place so that we can have that eternal life. So if you understand that you know, we don't treat God the way we should and we've got a problem and we're facing a punishment, to hear that someone has offered and he's taken that punishment in your place and so now you can have eternal life, you're going to be pretty stoked. That is good news, yeah? You've gone from facing a punishment to having eternal life. Um, that is good news. And Hazy was saying before, over the last few weeks, we've been looking at the different purposes of life um, and, and life as Christians. And tonight we're looking at the purpose of mission, which is to share that good news. Um, and so I hope you guys are listening then because um, if we're going to be talking about sharing good news, you want to understand what that good news is. And that's that Jesus has paid that punishment. And so by choosing to follow him, we don't have to worry about that and we can have eternal life following God. Um, and so that's what mission is and that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. Um, so what is the good news? The good news is the gospel, um, which is that Jesus saves us sinners. It's what he was just talking about there on the screens. That's the good news. And so tonight I'm going to talk about sharing that. Um, so that's the good news, but what's the reason to share the good news? We might go, okay, that news is awesome, um, but why would I share it if we can get the next slide up? Um, there are two massive reasons, the two biggest reasons of why we should be sharing this good news, okay? You guys have heard what the news is, but now I'm talking about why you want to share it. Um, so, first one, first reason is out of a, um, to share the good news out of a love of God and a concern for His glory, which means um, you're, you're sharing it because of the way you care about God, the way you see Him, and... Um, because you are concerned about people seeing how awesome God is. You're, you have a concern for his glory. You want people to see his glory and you want him to be glorified, all right, which means people are, are recognizing how awesome God is. And so because of that, you've got a motivation to share this good news of what God has done that is so awesome out of a love for God. Second reason is out of a love for people and a concern for their welfare. So if people are facing a punishment, the Bible says that we're all guilty of that thing. Remember how he said, our sin, we're all guilty of that. Um, if people are facing a punishment for that, then if you have a concern for their welfare and you have a love for them, you want them to hear this awesome news. You don't want to just keep it to yourself. You want them to know too so that they can have eternal life. Um, and so two biggest reasons, for God and for others. Now, before we go into the next slide, I'm about to go to the Bible for each of those reasons so we can have a look at um, why, like, why the Bible says that we were doing this out of love for God and, and why we were doing it out of love for others. Um, but before I do, I just want to reflect for a moment um, so that when we get to the Bible, you guys really do feel the weight of it. Because I reckon, like, let's think for a second. Who, who's played Simon Says before? I feel like it's just one of those things that everyone has done, but I'm just curious in case. Yeah, okay, most people have, most people have. So, pretty simple game, yeah? Simon Says, put your hands on your head, and you put your hands on your head because Simon said it, so that's what you do. Um, pretty simple, but it's interesting that something so simple doesn't seem to have the same effect when we think about what Jesus says. When we think about the Word of God and we think about what God calls us to do, our response isn't always like, God says this, all right, I'm doing it. Even as, um, like, even as Christians, even thinking with good intentions, quite often what we do is we hear the Bible challenge us with something and we go, mm, yeah, I'm remembering that verse, and we lock it away, but memorizing something isn't the same as obeying something. 
Um, you, can, you can know it and you can go, yeah, that's a good thing and, and yeah, that video was really cool and those Bible verses about blah, 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 they're awesome. I'm going to remember them and come back and quote them to you next week. But does that mean you're obeying them? No, they're different things. Um, imagine if a school teacher, uh, like your English teacher was like, all right, I need you to write an essay on Shakespeare. Go write an essay on Shakespeare and hand it back tomorrow. And you come back tomorrow and you're like, I totally memorized what you said. You were like, go write an essay on Shakespeare. And the teacher will be like, that is what I said, so where's the essay? Um, it's kind of, it's not that impressive that you've memorized what they said. Have you actually written the essay? So we're about to go to the Bible now. Look at the reasons for sharing this. And I want you guys to not just agree with it and understand it, but be motivated by it. These are your reasons for going on a mission. Um, so the first reason, next slide, um, you guys don't need to flick to it, the passage up from the Bible is there on the screen, it's from Matthew 28, 18 to 20, I'll just read it out, um, so then Jesus came to them, that's his disciples, and said, um, by the way this is for God, this is why you do it out of love for God, okay, our reason's God, um, so Jesus said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, therefore go and make disciples, followers of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So pretty simply, Jesus is there, all right? He's commanding these guys. He's saying, go and make more disciples. You're my disciples. Go and make more. Go and make more followers, not just from some little crowds here and there, but from all nations across the whole world. Go and make disciples. And it's not like he's just talking to those particular dudes because he's saying, I'm with you until the end of the age. Those guys are still not alive, right? They're gone. But the point is, this is something that Jesus is on about, not just back then, but now. He wants us to go and make disciples. So if you have a love for God and a concern for his glory, you'll honor him, honor him with what he's called us to do. And because Jesus has called us to do it, you'll do it. Second reason um, why you do it for a love for others. This is also from the Bible. Romans 10, 13 and 15. Just look up on the screen. It says, Everyone who calls on the name of Jesus will be saved. But how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. So, if... Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Guys, they need to actually have heard about what Jesus has done for them. They're facing a punishment, but they need to know the solution. They need to hear about what Jesus has done so that they can then call on his name. Which means if you have a love for others, then you want to share this with them. They're depending on hearing about it. You guys need to do this if you care about them and you care about their salvation. Um, so um, we're about to get into the passage that Hazy read from Philippians, but I just wanted, I hope you guys understand those reasons for sharing the good news. Um, so that way, you're not just going, oh, I'm supposed to do it, but you get why. Because our attitude towards sharing the good news is something that matters. So go back to Philippians. You guys should have it in front of you, hopefully. If not, open it back up. Philippians chapter 1, um, 12 to 21. That's what Hazy read out before. Um, we'll get the next slide if that's right. Yep. Um, so, well, you've got Philippians in front of you. Um, we're going to see what Paul says about people's attitudes that can, they can have for what motivates them to share the gospel, good or bad. Have a look at verses 15 to 18. 15 to 18. It is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The latter do so in love, 
knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former preach Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I am in chains. But what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. So, two things to note. One is that people can have sinful motivations even for preaching the gospel. Um, Paul's recognizing that some people are doing this to stir up trouble for him while he's in chains. Um, And so, um, one thing to note is that you can still be doing something like, Paul recognizes that it's a good thing to do to preach the gospel, but you can still have sinful motivations in doing that. Um, either like, I want to be the hero that has all my friends become Christians because I spoke to them, or um, I want to look good as a person, or whatever it is. There can be lots of different selfish reasons, and so you want to um, be aware of that and look inward and see what's going on there. But secondly, the other thing to note is, what's even more important than that is the fact that the gospel is just preached in the first place. When you look at verse 18, he says, um, what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. So that shows you how important the gospel is. Paul is happy for people to share the gospel, even though they're doing it to stir up trouble for him while he's in chains. Even though he's going to suffer for it, he's going, okay, this is going to cause me trouble, but people hearing this good news is that important that I'm willing to go through this for that goal, for that um, to be achieved. So um, the question is, does that mean our attitude shouldn't matter? That, like, I can do it for selfish ambition or I can do it for good reasons. Um, doesn't really matter because as long as Christ preached. Well, no. If Paul's saying that he's willing to go through this for the sake of the gospel, that shows us how important it is. It actually shows us how much our attitude does matter. Because if sharing the gospel is so important that Paul is willing to suffer for it, then that in itself should shape your attitude to sharing the gospel yourself you should realize how important it is to honor Jesus in this way, how important all this stuff is that what Jesus is calling us to do. But if Paul's willing to suffer, suffer for it, something we should take seriously and something that we should be on board with, not just kind of seeking our own glory. Because look how important the gospel is. We've got to be on about God's glory. Um, so be shaped by that. All right, we're going to move on. Um, so we've reflected on that we're sharing the good news, why we're sharing it, and the importance of having the right attitude for sharing it. That is for out of a love for God and a love for others. Um, but you guys want me trying to bring this into thinking about your own context, your own situations, and you might be wondering, okay, how can I be on board with this? How can I be sharing the good news? In what circumstances can I share the gospel? Well, even from what we've read in Philippians tonight, if you're asking the question, in what circumstances can I share the gospel? The answer is any circumstances. Um, in all circumstances, you can use your suffering. Have a look at verses... Um, 12 and 13. Now I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I'm in chains for Christ. So Paul's in prison, right? If you didn't catch that, when he's talking about being in chains, he's in prison for sharing the gospel. But even in that situation, even in those circumstances, he's saying that as a result of this, it's become clear to the whole palace guard and to everyone else that he's in chains for Christ. So not only can we use it in different sorts of circumstances, but even in painful circumstances, even when Paul's suffering, he's finding a way to use even that horrible situation to be sharing the gospel. And so even when he's in prison, all of a sudden everyone around them um, realizes what's going on. And 
you, sh- you guys should be um, aware that Paul actually did share the gospel with one of the prison guards and he became a Christian. And if you want to know more about that, write it down, Acts chapter 16. Um, in, in, that, in Acts chapter, six, chapter, uh, chapter 16, um, Paul shares the gospel, gospel with one of the prison guards. And so when he shares the gospel with one of the actual guys that's keeping him prisoner, he even reaches out to him and then that guy becomes a Christian. So even someone that's keeping you prisoner, you can be sharing the gospel with them. Um, this is to kind of give you an idea of the kind of circumstances you guys can be like just understanding this is how serious it is. Um, any circumstances, even something as hectic as that. So for you, what are your circumstances? I've got a few up there on the screen. You've got school. All right, you guys hang with your friends five days a week, okay? You've got, I don't know, classes with them, lunchtimes, all that sort of stuff. Some of you guys um, are fortunate enough to have chips and Jesus or Flipside, whatever you know it as, at your school. That's something you can bring your friends along to to hear the gospel every single week. Some of you guys have scripture at your school. Um, some of you guys have all sorts of different stuff. Um, but even if you don't, you can be using just the time you have with your friends. You've got a whole, like, what, 100, 200 people around you that you can be using to share the gospel with. You've got footy teams or soccer teams, hockey teams. You've got dance classes, I don't know, whatever it is that you do. You've got people around you that you see each week that you can be sharing the gospel with. Um, you've got youth group, okay? Some of you guys might have heard of Simply Jesus. It's something that you can use that basically over a few weeks, it goes through the gospel. You can invite your friends along, talk to your leader about it, invite your friends along. They can hear the most important news, the message of the gospel, over a few weeks so they have time to think about it. That's something that you guys can use. Talk to your leaders. Um, you can also use Double Up, all right? You guys know that Double Up's the time we want to double up because we invite friends. That's something you can invite your friends along to. Or just youth every single week. Um, there's different resources you've got there. But the point is, you guys know each other and you've got people that you can be sharing the gospel with here every Friday night. Um, and also family. Um, some of you will have people in your family that aren't Christians. Some of you might have no Christians in your family. Um, so if that's, if that's you, then you've got a whole network of people that you're related to, that you live with, that you can be sharing the gospel with. These are all different people. So I want to ask you, have you shared the gospel with those people? Um, if I went up to them and I asked them about you, would they say, oh, yeah, this person, yeah, he's, he's chatted to me about God before. He's told me a few stuff about it. Or would they say, oh, really? I didn't even know he was a Christian. Oh, like, what's youth? I don't know. Does he go to a youth group? What's that? I've never heard about it. Um, or like, yeah, I've never really heard him talking about God. I didn't know that he was even into that sort of stuff. Um, think about that. If I want to ask your friends, what would they say? Because if that... if you think they wouldn't even necessarily be aware that you're a Christian if you are a Christian? Then that's something to think about. Do they actually know this stuff? Um, it shows that whether or not you're actually sharing it and using the opportunities you've got. You might have a footy team, but do they actually know um, what you're on about, that your life is for Jesus? All right, the other thing um, that you can look at is that actions, um, how you can use circumstances, is that actions um, matter, not just words. So... I'll explain this. Why your actions matter, not just your words when you're sharing the gospel. You're not just talking at someone. But even the way you act can help point people to the gospel um, in lots of different ways. In one of the ways, um, witnessing as a Christian and sharing the gospel with other people doesn't just help the people you're talking to directly. It can encourage other Christians who see you doing that to go, man, I should do that as well. And they'll start telling their friends. Just like we're looking at Paul and we're getting encouraged by what he did in the prison. And so that's encouraging us. You guys can be encouraging others. So look at verse 14. Everyone look at verse 14. Because of my chains, most of the brothers in the Lord have been encouraged to speak the word of God more courageously and fearlessly. 
So you guys see that it's not just the people you share the gospel with that you're impacting. As you do it, other people are encouraged to do the same. And so your actions in doing that matter as well. But your actions matter in other ways too. Um, so um, if you are um, a Christian, then for a lot of people, you might be their only example of what a Christian is. And so the way you act um, means that people will look to you as an example and they'll shape their idea of what, a, of what God is like based on you. And so if you're, the way you act, that, that, that can mean that you can bring people closer to God or you can turn them away from God. You might say, Jesus died for your sins. You might say the stuff that that guy said in the video. You might share the gospel. But if you've treated them really badly or if you're, going, live, like you're acting in a way that goes against everything you've just said, then they're not going to take you seriously. If you're on about like, yeah, I live for Jesus, but there's absolutely nothing different about your life, you go and do all the things that you say are wrong, just like everyone else does, then you're not going to be taken very seriously. They're not going to go, well, this guy that says he's a Christian, if he's not even going to be on board with that stuff, then why should I? Your actions matter. Um, There are lots of people that can turn people off God and make God look bad because of our actions. So we want to be living as um, good examples pointing people to Christ, not just with our words, but also with our actions. Um, so, um, if we can go to the next one. Um, real evangel- evangelism, and evangelism just means sharing the good news, sharing the gospel, um, will look like conversations with others, um, representing Christ with your actions, um, using resources like Chips and Jesus or youth, all that sort of stuff around you. Um, but, guys, it's not just about relying on a resource. I do want to clarify, Curtis in his testimony, he was saying that like, handing someone a flyer isn't the same as sharing the gospel. Okay? I, I, like, I know some of you are actually really on board with wanting people to hear about God, but without realizing it, I think you go, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm sharing the gospel with my friends, but I think you're just handing people a flyer. Oh, double ups on. I'll hand all my friends flyers. See, I'm on mission. Handing people flyers is awesome because it'll help people find out about somewhere where they can come and hear about Jesus, that's good. But they can already be hearing about Jesus from you. Are you actually talking about Jesus yourself? Do they see you actually not being ashamed of it and going, oh man, I really don't want to talk about it. I'll invite them to youth, but I don't want them to know that I actually care about it. If you're a Christian, you can be sharing this yourself. Handing someone a flyer isn't the same as sharing the gospel. Um, So push yourselves even harder. And um, guys, trust in Christ through all of this. You might have heard Curtis also said that um, it's not just one person that's going to be able to convince someone from being a, a non-Christian to a Christian. People were praying, and the reason people are praying about um, their people that don't know Jesus is because God's the one that saves. Jesus is the one that died on the cross, not us. We're not the hero that saves people when we go and tell people. We're just pointing them to Jesus, and he saves them. And they're only going to understand what Jesus has done for them if God shows that to them. So be praying that God opens their mind to what you're telling them. Um, so be trusting in him with that. And that's a humbling thing because it reminds us, oh, okay, so I'm not the hero that, that goes around saving everyone. But, it, guys, it's a comforting thing because it reminds us that, well, actually, it's not all, all on my shoulders. I don't have to stress going, but I don't know if I can, I don't know all the verses I can just pull out. I don't know if I can, like, um, show them the answers to the questions they have. I don't know everything. I don't know what to say. Jesus can save anyone, even the hardest heart. So don't feel discouraged because you think, oh, I just don't know if this, this person's just too hard. Um, they're hardened to the gospel and I don't know what to do with that. 
No one is too hard. Paul, the guy that we just read, that um, he wrote that letter, the one that's sharing the gospel, he was killing Christians before that. Not only was he not a Christian, and not only was he killing people, he was killing Christians. And then he saw Jesus and he understood the truth and then he became a Christian. So hardened hearts can be broken. Trust in Jesus, not yourself, in doing all that sort of stuff. So in summary, we're about to um, break off and chat about stuff. Um, but in summary, share the good news. Why? For God and others. When? Using all circumstances. And how? Even if it means suffering for it. That's how important it is. Share the good news for God and others using all circumstances, even if it means suffering for it. Um, I think we've got one more song. Um, and then, um, is Hazy going to get up now? Yep, Hazy's going to get up. Um, I might pray. Um, and then Hazy's going to get up. Then we're going to sing. But keep all this stuff in your minds. Keep what's going on there because we're still going to have groups where we'll talk about this later on. Um, yeah, so let's think about the good news and sharing that. Dear Lord, thank you that even though we are sinners and we deserve um, like to be separated from you, we deserve a punishment, thank you that it doesn't end there, that there's actually good news. Thank you that there's a hope because Jesus took that punishment in our place. I pray that um, everyone here would recognize that, that everyone here would be trusting in Jesus so that they're not facing that punishment, they're not worrying about that because um, you've paid it for them. I pray that they would have eternal life with that and be saved. And I pray that everyone that already is, I pray that they would not just keep this good news as a secret to themselves, but be sharing that with everyone they know that that is still facing that punishment, that doesn't have eternal life. Help them to have that concern for for God and his glory. Help them to have that concern for their friends and their welfare because they're not saved. Pray that that would motivate them to be sharing the gospel, even if it means going out of their comfort zone, even if it's scary. In Jesus' name, amen.